Stranger Rangers. This is Fatina. This is Bree. And you're listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome back. Let's see if I can do my best radio voice. <laughs> my voice is so jacked. Went to two uh, soccer games yesterday. It's not coming. It's not gonna be great. It's never great. No, not after all that yelling. No, for sure. And you know, one of the games uh, when I got there, it was four zero. Mm. By halftime, it was six zero. And then I don't know what kind of pep talk the coach did during halftime, but there's this one little kid. This is a little cousins game that they put in. He had five goals. Dang! So the game ended up being, and it's 20-minute halves because they're little kids. Right. And ended up being 6-5 game. Oh, my gosh. It was so intense because every five minutes there was a, there yeah. was a goal. There's another goal. And exactly. this kid took it from the back all the way to the goal like twice. Oh, and he had a bended leg Beckham goal from the corner. No way. It was, it was so epic for this little kid. They gave him a Red Bull. Oh. Right? Like something. Here's a Mountain Dew and a Red Bull. Exactly. A Mountain Dew code red. Oh my God. That'll do it. I'm on Mountain Dew. (laughs) I'm going to come at you like Spider Monkey. (laughs) (laughs) That's impressive. That is one of my favorite things about soccer and Mm. baseball. Mm. You can come back. You can come back and it can flip like nobody's business. That's if you, awesome. If you ask my in-laws, it's like cribbage too, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm doing two episodes today. We're, we're having a full day of recording today. Yes. Um, I have two episodes where it's it's wild to think that, you know, we, we call this the podcast. It's called Stranger Danger. Um, but in these cases, this first one, it really is that. Okay. It's... Yeah, because most of the time it's somebody... That they know that right. they got a grudge against, that they are jaded by, that they had a failed relationship with. Uh, but it, it is rare when it is an attack on a stranger. Yeah. Uh, just because whoever the attacker is doesn't know exactly how that person is going to react, mm-hmm. especially if they haven't been observing them or stalking them to right. a certain extent because right. they don't know if they you know someone could have some skills they could be taking self-defense classes or right. um you know whatever the situation might be but it is very very strange and rare to have a stranger on stranger attack yeah and so this is what happens in this case. I This is a case that was suggested by a listener. Oh, right on. This was suggested by Alicia Barajas um, through our Facebook page. She um, sent this in as a suggestion. So thank you so much. I This is a case that had I not been told about it, I probably wouldn't have heard about it. Sure. It wasn't a, at least for us here, a, you know, national case okay for you know some some cases for some reason gather more more attention than others right um and i think that's what i love about having this podcast that we get to discuss those lesser known cases sometimes for sure so this is the case of ying ying zhang and ying ying was a chinese student who had come over to the u.s mm-hmm. the university of illinois 
Um, so she had come over to the University of Illinois, the Urbana-Champaign division okay. uh, or branch. Um, she was coming over to continue her education um, and get her master's degree. Uh, and she went specifically to the College of Agricultural Consumer Envi- Environmental Sciences called ACES. She was continuing her education um, to research photosynthesis and crop productivity. Her ambition or aspiration was to return to China to be a professor. Oh, cool. To kind of take that knowledge back there with her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She had already graduated um, in 2016 with her master's degree at Peking University, which is also where she had met her uh, now boyfriend, Xiaoling Hao, they met at Sun Yat-sen University at their freshman year. So they had been together for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. And they were actually engaged. Oh, okay. So she was going to come to the U.S. and do one-year research at mm-hmm. the University of Illinois. And then she would return in time for her wedding in October of 2017. Gotcha. So, one year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the grand scheme of scholars and wanting to continue your education so you can be a professor, that's not a long time. No, it's a minimum one-eighth of your <clears throat> oh, education. Oh, yeah, of your studies, yeah. right? So uh, her family was very supportive of this decision uh, just because I think any any family is going to be supportive of someone continuing with their education. For sure. Um, and then also adding... That knowledge so they have a career that's going to help sustain them, that's going to make them happy. Her mom and dad, Rango and Lifian Singh, stayed back in the Fujian province in in China. And then her brother's also there. Um, his name is Sang Ying Singh. Very small family, just very nuclear. Mm-hmm. Nuclear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nuclear. <laughs> nuclear. Nuclear. <laughs> Sorry. I think that's how we should just say it from now on. Nuclear (laughs) family. So, and she's the oldest. Okay. So, good for you, girl, being the oldest. Yeah. Kid and the daughter. Yeah. And doing all this good stuff. Hell yeah. So, she came over and she had been at the University of Illinois right away. The professors were captivated by her, how driven she was Mm -hmm. in her studies. She was very diligent. She was also trying to socialize and get more friends. She had an apartment that was off campus, but she was also in the process of trying to get another apartment and sign a lease on that. Right. So that she could get some roommates, a mm-hmm. little bit bigger apartment, more roommates probably meant, you know, different opportunities for social invitations right. and whatnot. Get so she out obviously a more. knew a lot of English coming over too. Yes. It wasn't like she was like this exchange student or right. anything like that. Right. So. She knew enough where she, I know for a fact she could write it. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't know how well her spoken English was, mm-hmm. um, but if you could write it, you could probably speak it enough to get by. Right. Uh, now, <clears throat> We're gonna get we're gonna get straight to it. Um, June 9th, two thousand seventeen. This was a normal day for Ying Ying. She was at school at the beginning of the day, and she did have an appointment that was going to interrupt her school day. Okay. Um, it was a lab kind of day, mm. and she was. Uh, her plan was to take transit mm-hmm. the bus over to look at a new apartment she was about to sign a new lease on it 
So she was excited to get on to get over to this new apartment to a look at it and possibly sign a new lease. She had already been in communication with the apartment manager. Okay. Who would she be meeting to look at it and sign right. the lease if she was going to agree to leave, live there? So she had been texting with this apartment manager. Getting to this new apartment complex, it was going to take her a couple bus transfers. Okay. And the Urbana Mass Transit District, you know, it's just like any metropolis area. It's Sure. Yep, you got to transfer a couple of times yeah. to get to your final destination to get to the other probably. Side of town. Right. So, she was running a little bit late. She sent a text over to the leasing manager at about 1.39 saying, I'm running a little bit late. Mm -hmm. And the manager asked, do you know how much, how late you're going to be running? I think she had a two o'clock appointment. Okay. Because she advised that, she told the manager, hey, my new ETA is 2.10. Okay. So about 10 minutes. Sure. Give or take a little bit. After she had gotten on that first bus... Uh, she had got off the bus to get to her next transfer at 1.52 p.m. Mm-hmm. She tried to get to the transfer, but she was on the wrong side of the street. Oh, damn it. And even though she waved at that bus, the bus didn't stop. Yeah. Come to find out, it's just a rule that the buses have in line so that even if someone is waving them from the opposite side of the street, that doesn't promote them running across cross traffic. That makes sense. Should they stop? Yeah, for sure. Sucks. Yeah. But it makes sense. Totally. So, so she had to walk. She she figured out a different way. She said, okay, I'm going to walk over to a different stop. Uh-huh. You know, catch a different connection. Right. So she walked over to the corner of North Goodwin and West Clark Street. This happened to be right in front of the town's PBS radio and TV station. Okay. And... So that's where she walked to. Her professor, who was still at the lab, was expecting her back maybe an hour or two after she had left. Mm -hmm. So her friends and her professor noticed that she hadn't been back from this errand that she was running. And she also got a text from the manager from the apartment complex that was waiting for her at 2.38. So she'd already been 20 minutes past when she thought she was going to be there. Yeah, almost 30 minutes. Saying, hey, are you going to, are you still showing up? Mm -hmm. And did not receive a response. And then her friends along with the professor, because they did not hear from her at all for the rest of that evening. Um, Unfortunately, seven hours went by. Before a professor called her in as missing. Yeah. And she is a full-blown adult at this point, but obviously the circumstances called for there to be a missing person. Sure. To be put into action. Now, with the information that they knew about where she was going and who she was going to go meet, her mission for that day, they started tracking down video footage Mm -hmm. of anything that was available in the area. They had a full force from the police of people looking through all the, all the video cameras. And then also they gathered video from the buses that were both inside and outside cameras. Mm -hmm. Although it took a lot of, uh, looking through haystacks. Right. Because cameras are not always going to be perfectly zoomed into where you need them to be and whatnot. Or working. Or working. Yeah. Uh, luckily, a lot of these cameras were working, but at the very corner at one of these cameras that they were looking, 
they saw potentially who they saw Ying Ying. Uh-huh. Um, at first, they saw her get into the bus she did intend to get onto. The first one. The very first not the bus. transfer. Gotcha. Right. And then they also, on the footage of the bus, you see her flash a smile to the person of the bus operator, flash her pass to get on the bus, and sits down and texts. Because of the timestamp, we know now this is the text when she texted the agent, I'm going to be late. Right. She gets off, and this is how we know she missed her bus, and she walks over to a news stop. As she's standing there at this new bus stop on Goodwin, um, there she's standing there by herself, and I want to paint the picture for you. In the footage, there's a car maybe every 40 seconds. Okay. It's not a busy highway. Okay. It's not bumper-to-bumper traffic. Right. It's a boulevard. There's two lanes each way, but it's kind of quiet. It's mm-hmm. a quiet afternoon. So it's not very busy. So when a car first rolls by, you don't think much of it. But when you see it turn around and come back again into the frame, now we notice. Right. So someone noticed that. And then for where Ying Ying was standing on the corner at this new bus stop, this car pulls up. It's a black Saturn Astra. You can tell that because of the grill and whatnot on the car. Mm-hmm. It is at the very top corner. Sorry, my voice is cracking. At the very top left corner of the screen of the image that was captured, but you can at least tell that it's that kind of car. Right. From there, you see Ying Ying approach the passenger side window of the vehicle. Obviously, it sounds like someone had called her over to that video from in, to the car from inside the car. Right. With whatever pretense they had, there is a full minute that goes by. From what se- of what seems like conversation mm-hmm. from her to whoever's inside the vehicle. Eventually, Ying Ying gets inside the passenger seat. Right. I was going to say, you know, a minute is definitely a decent amount of time for friendly To such someone out. Right. Right. To... If, I mean, she's a smart girl. Yeah. And she probably thought this was a, a safe enough decision mm-hmm. to get in. And from what you already said, we know that it wasn't someone who she was already friendly with. Right. Yeah. So we see her get inside the vehicle and then in the cameras, you see the vehicle drive away and another camera catches another angle of the vehicle as it's continuing to drive away this time closer to the camera to another camera. Okay. That's it. That's all the leads they have at this point. At this point, um, there is a large Chinese student population at this branch of of the University of Illinois. That along with now her parents have been called Mm -hmm. and they've been notified of this missing, their their missing child. Right. Um, So they put together searches and walks searches and they can't find anything. There's literally no leads. The students that are helping look for her have no idea about the information of the car that the cops have. Okay. They've kept that close to their chest. Right. So they're still looking her parent, her dad, her boyfriend and an aunt fly in on June 17th to help with searches to be present um, they start having communications with the media, mm-hmm. um, and it's really heartbreaking. Her dad, of course, I mean, it's been 10 days at this point, but her dad is, um, pleading 
with the media and putting out inf- uh, things like, we're looking for you. I'm here to find you. Right. <laughs> to his daughter. On June 19th, the University of Illinois, along with the Champaign Crime Stoppers, put out a re- reward for $40,000. And at that point, the Champaign Crime Stoppers um, had put out different rewards for different things. But this was a groundbreaking amount. It sure. was the highest they had ever done and put together. On, So time is still going by and there's literally no information. Yeah, I mean, we're already a week and a half after yeah. her gone missing. On July 14th, the Champagne Crime Stoppers, uh, along with the University of Illinois, increased that reward again to $50,000. They're trying to get as any information that they can on this. Totally. Because obviously it's not a runaway. Right. They, there's no reason for her to just gone missing. Mm-hmm. missing. Um, she's there for a lucrative career. There's no reports of any mental health issues. She has a boyfriend back at home. They have a marriage that's pending. Right. So nothing is, there's no alarms for why this would not be anything but foul play. Exactly. So on August 19th, her mom and her brother flew in um, and they announced that they wouldn't be leaving the country until they found her, their daughter. Wow. So we're like over two months. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. They're tracking down every lead of any sighting. Sure. The family jumps in a car and goes and tracks down anything. I think at one point they went to like South Carolina or something like oh, that wow. to go look for her. The school at that point installed more surveillance cameras. Um, not that that's in vain. Of course, that's more of a make everyone feel secure kind of move. Yeah. It's not going to do anything for this case, but. No, but to be prepared. I mean, hopefully nothing else happens right. further down the road, but at least to have your bases covered to maybe have some more information. Tools. Yeah. Yeah. Because videos do say a thousand words. For sure. In this case, video is what solved it. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to the video. Okay. So the video, because the car was not, you know, it's not a... the. <laughs> It's a faraway shot of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't tell the license plate from the video, but here's a couple things that you can tell. It's a four-door Saturn asterisk black. There's only 18 of those in Champaign County. That is a really good number. That is a really good number. That's better than thousands, because we've seen that in other cases. Yeah, where it's like, oh, yeah, well, you have 30,000 of this car. Right. A white pickup truck. Right. Great. So there's only 18 of them. So they start checking off who's, let's go talk to every single one of these owners. Yeah. Um, one of these people that they go talk to is a married man. His name is Brent Allen Christensen. Um, he is born 1989, June 30th. He is a former PhD student there at the University uh, of Illinois. A former student? Yes. A gotcha. He did get his bachelor's degree in 2013 at the University of Wisconsin-Madison in math and physics. Very smart guy. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like it. He is married. He has an open marriage. Okay. Okay. Dicey. (laughs) They ask him, what was he doing? What was he up to the weekend that Yingying went missing? Mm -hmm. He says he doesn't recall. Nothing significant would have happened that weekend. That's fair. He was probably at home playing video games. Okay. No one to actually alibi him. 
His wife also happened to be out of town the weekend that she disappeared. So he would have been alone and no substantial alibi, no believable alibi at this point. So they interviewed him and they kind of, they inspected his vehicle just from afar, but there was nothing, you know, no bleach smell or the telltale signs, like something awful that happened in the vehicle just from looking at it because they had no search warrant at this point. They were just Mm -hmm. looking at all 18 cars in the area. Right. Obviously, I'm telling you all this background information on Brent because he's looking good for it. Okay. Eventually, he looks good for it. Gotcha. They re-interviewed him on June 12th, 2017. So right after she disappeared... They were already tracking down this car information. Oh, gotcha. Okay, I was thinking maybe this is a full year later. No. So just a couple of days after she she disappeared, that's when they looked at his car, and he just said, well, no, maybe I was at home playing video games. So it was just a couple of days after that they asked him, where were you this weekend? Okay. This last weekend. And he's like, I don't know. I was probably at home. Gotcha. Which doesn't sound too suspicious. Right. Because you could just be at home, and if nothing noticeable happened, be like, uh, what was I doing that day? Yeah, I mean, you know? I can't even really remember right. what I did yesterday, so <laughs> uh, that's totally fair. Yeah, yeah. Well, I went to soccer games. That, yeah. Know, I remember now. <laughs> okay. Um, so, on June 14th, so a couple of days after that, that's when they saw the video again. They found the video um, and, and zoomed... <laughs> The, the only way I can imagine this in my brain was that they went full CSI on it and then did zoom enhance, zoom enhance. Yeah, yeah. And although they couldn't see the license plate, they noticed two things that were distinguishing the vehicle from other vehicles. It had a sunroof. Okay. Which not all of the 18 had sunroofs. Sure. And the right passenger hubcap okay. was missing a chunk. Like, when you hit a curb, missing a chunk. Right, right. So, those are very distinguishing factors. Right. Now, uh, details for this specific type of car. Uh, So, on June 15th, they re-interviewed him. And because now they have the video showing that she was... Although she walked in herself into the vehicle, because she hasn't resurfaced Mm -hmm. it is being treated as a kidnapping makes sense when it's a kidnapping local authorities have the opportunity to reach out to the fbi and ask for assistance gotcha which i didn't know which is super cool yeah absolutely i mean because a kidnapping could definitely carry someone across state lines yeah so to be able to have extra resources totally makes sense so on june 15th Now, the police have asked for the FBI to assist them in this investigation. The FBI came down. They issued a search warrant for his vehicle, for his house. Mm -hmm. And there is video of the entire interrogation with him. It is fantastic. Awesome. If you like watching interrogation videos at length and then also studying the words, the movements... I highly recommend JCS Criminology on YouTube. Okay. They go through entire interrogations, and it's fascinating. So they ask him again, where were you this day? And he admits now, he's softly admitting that he did give a ride to an Asian female. (laughs) 
And then he's saying that he did drop her off after she panicked because he took a wrong turn for wherever he was taking her or offered her a ride to. Mm -hmm. That's a really convenient detail to leave out. Now, what he didn't know is that the FBI at this point had been made aware of a different woman who had made a report with the police that on June 9th, earlier in the morning, she was also walking around this neighborhood when a black Saturn Astra Hmm. pulled up next to her and... She was a little bit weary, but the person rolled down their passenger side window and identified themselves as an undercover policeman. No. And that he needed assistance with something. No. And there's an interview of her saying that what he flashed her was what she could only describe as a toy that was like a black card with a five-point yellow star on it. Yeah. And she saw that. He asked her to get in the car so he could ask her some questions. She said, no. No, I'm not getting in your car. And he said, okay. If you s-, He rolled up the window, but as he was rolling it up, said, if you see anything suspicious, call the police. Okay. You are the suspicious. Yeah, exactly. I will be calling the police right now. So you're- she did. She called the police and she made a report about this man who was impersonating a police officer. Wow, good for her. And asking her to get into the vehicle yeah. with unknown, you know, she didn't know what he was going to do. So that happened earlier in the day. Crazy. Prior to Ying Ying getting into the car. Right. So now the FBI has, I have a... They have connected these two things. They showed Miss Hogan, or Emily Hogan, a picture lineup, and she immediately picked him out, mm. out of the lineup. So now they knew they were onto something, right. that this might have been his MO with Ying Ying. That Ying Ying being a trusting new person to this country sure. would not have known what, or... What would be normal or not? Right. Yeah. What does an undercover cop in the U.S. look like? Exactly. (laughs) Are they given shitty cars to drive around? You know? And fake looking badges. Right. Or what does a badge (laughs) look like? Right. It's so weird to think of that, but, you know, we think it's, we go to another country. I wouldn't necessarily know what a badge looks like. A hundred percent. Yeah. She wouldn't have really known what a real police badge looked like. we're thinking this was the M.O., Telling her that he's an undercover cop Mm -hmm. and he made himself a person that was there to help her. Right. And she may have trusted that. Obviously, she trusted that, I think. And got into the vehicle because she probably, in that state that she was, probably told him, I'm running late to an appointment. And he probably said, I can help you get you there. Totally. For sure. And obviously she was being responsible enough to communicate with the person that she was running late to. I hate being late. Oh, yes. I hate being late. She's probably like, this is my big break. Oh my gosh, I'm going to make it on time to this appointment. This police officer just popped up out of nowhere. If someone's offering get there on time. Yeah. So that I can make a good impression on someone who's going to be my my manager for my apartment. Totally. I'm going to take it. Yeah. Unfortunately, she did too. Right. So, here's the thing. The cops, even though they had this information, 
and they had the information about the car matching up and he was admitting to giving someone um, a ride, an Asian female a ride. There is no body. Right. So they made the decision that they were going to let him go, that he was going to be more useful to them if he was outside and they can put a tail on him 24 mm-hmm. seven than him being in a cage for 24 seven until further notice. I mean, that makes sense. They don't really have anything firm. So you might as well exactly. let him dig his own grave and put him back out there. Yes. Yeah. So they gave, uh, they, they let him go on June 18th. They had towed his car already, but they examined it. They did realize that the passenger side door was super clean. <laughs> Cleaner than every other door. It's just sparkly and the rest right. of the car is filthy. Grimy. Yeah. Right. So they noticed that. So there is no anything of evidentiary value on that vehicle other than it's clean. Right. Okay. So they talked to his girlfriend. His, or sorry, his wife. Yeah. Um. Well, it says girlfriend and it might be someone who... He was having a relationship with because he was in an open marriage. Oh, okay. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I've, I've read girlfriend and I've read wife and I couldn't get could a, or could not be right. the wife because like actual. I didn't get wife's name either. Okay, so it could be that either they're interchangeable or it's an actual girlfriend. Sure. Either way, well, I think it's his wife though, but. They wired her up. She agreed to be wired up. Oh, right on. Because he had already told her that he wanted to go to a memorial walk that friend's family neighborhood was putting together for Yingying on June 29th. Oh, what a piece of shit. So, she agreed with the FBI assistants to wear a wire that day mm-hmm. while they went on this walk. So now there is audio recording as they're walking through this crowd where he is telling her that all these people there have no idea how much she struggled and how much she fought back. Oh my God. Like she would want to know that. I mean, thank <sighs> God he like obviously said that, yeah. but what makes you think that your girlfriend, wife, whoever she is would want to know that? It's weird. So weird. Very narcissistic. That's the thing. And the fact that he wanted to be there. Yes. To see the impact that he had on this whole community. Totally. Is so narcissistic. Yeah. And he continued on. She was asking him questions like, oh, did she struggle? Wait, what what, what did she do back? And Mm -hmm. he's like, well, I was trying to choke her for like 10 minutes. And that didn't kill her. So he admitted that he then took her. He had taken her to his apartment because oh, wow. she was out of town. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He had taken her to his apartment, um, sexually assaulted her, and then when the choking to kill her didn't work, he dragged her to the bathroom, and that is when he used the bat to beat her. Oh, my God. And then decapitated her. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. And then... Why? He also told his wife that she hadn't struggled like the others. Oh, fun fact, there's more. He claimed that Ying Ying was his 13th victim. Oh my gosh. But there is no evidence that there are more victims. 
she's like, um, this was not what I signed up for yeah. when I said we could have an open relationship. No shit, huh? I'm not open to murder. Right. Thank you. God. So, yeah. There is no evidence. Even though he bragged about this right. being his first, it might just be his own delusion. Right. That he's got other victims. Him just wanting to pump up his ego and create right. this. Yeah. Ugh. On June 30th, now they have officially arrested him for kidnapping and murder, even though there is no body right. of Ying Ying. There is no prior criminal record for him at all. The only thing that they could find based on his phone records, and they did a full forensic analysis of his phone, was that he visited back in April a website for fetishes where he was looking at Abduction 101. Okay. I, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he did plead not guilty. His trial began in June of 2019. So about two years later. Yeah. Still nobody. Um, Emily, of course, was asked to come and Testify, give her statement. Right. She all, you know, it was funny. Emily didn't, her social circles didn't overlap at all with Ying Ying's unfortunately because Emily after she had called the police to report what had happened to her earlier that day she also posted on her Facebook like hey if this happens to you this is what just happened to me do not get in the car he is not a cop oh that's such a great outlet to use (sighs) for that so she tried right she tried right unfortunately their circles just did not you was know. this a pretty small town? Was it kind of like your normal, like, small- smallish college town kind yeah, of? I yeah. I feel like it's just like a branch of it. Sure, you know? sure. Um, kind not- of like WSU Vancouver. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. It's got the name behind it. Uh-huh. It's got the power, but it's in a small town. Right. Right. June 24, 2019, um, the 12 juries went to deliberate. It took them less than two hours to return guilty on one count of kidnapping, and that resulted in a death, and the two counts of making false statements. Okay. They could not agree on the death penalty. They were hung jury, no pun intended, on that. Uh, yeah. So, because they couldn't agree on the death penalty, because it, de- it was a death penalty case, due to the kidnapping resulting in death, they... Because they couldn't agree on that, it ended up being a life in prison sentence. Gotcha. I'm which, a little bit surprised that death penalty was even an option with them not having a body. Yeah. You know, I mean, yes, you have this confession, but it sounds like he would say anything to make himself exactly. look yep. <laughs> nutty famous. So in 2018, in November of 2018, he's obviously, he's in custody. He's in, um, oh, while he was in custody, um, right? It had to have been because his sentence was until 2019. Right. And while, so while he was in prison, um, he did ask for an immunity deal, hmm. but he revealed what he did with Ying Yang's body, her remains. Gotcha. He had put her in three separate bags and he put her into the dumpsters in his apartment over the next two days after the day that she was initially kidnapped and these are if you've ever lived in an apartment complex they're big dumpsters yeah they're huge they're not the rolling bins no (laughs) they're the big metal dumpsters exactly so 
those con the contents of the of those dumpsters were obviously taken to a landfill, and this was in that area. It's a private landfill. Um, they were compacted twice at the minimum, mm. and the way that this landfill works is that they spread those dumpster con- contents over an area of fifty yards wide. So half or the width of a soccer, football, rugby field, whatever field you want to call it. Um, And then by the time they were made aware of her, how her body was disposed, there would have been at least 30 feet of garbage on top of that. Yeah, you're you're never recovering that. Efforts would have been a lot. A lot. So they... Have not started. I don't think that they will right. start to look for that. Um, unfortunately, is, yeah, I was gonna say which is unfortunate, but understand. I mean, you're looking for a quarter of a needle in a haystack oh or gosh. less at that point, especially with it being compacted, exactly. spread, spread, covered. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, you know, it's 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 hard. Hmm. But it would be very, very difficult. For sure. Yeah. So, um, but at least it's also not a, where is she? I know that sounds morbid to say. Yeah. But you're not wondering Mm -hmm. where in a forest or a side of a road or under a house or, you know, whatever the situation may be. He didn't decide to to stay tight-lipped about where he took her so on the happy stuff there is a memorial garden that was made in her memory at the corner of of where she was kidnapped from there was a pathway of stones leading up to a bench that sits under a weeping cherry tree and a memorial stone in her name her family um started an endowment fund in her honor they started it uh, with $30,000 of their own money, and an additional $44,000 were added by different donors, and this was in August of 2019. It's called the Ying Ying Fund, and this goes to support any international students in crisis and their families. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't imagine, I'm sure they had to leave professions or jobs or... For sure. Livelihoods to come over from, you know, China to come over here and help look for their daughter. Yeah. I mean, the mom said she's not leaving indefinitely until, you know, they find out what happened to her. So. So, and you know, in that, and coming to a new country, where are they going to stay? How are they going to eat? Right. You know, there's all these things that you don't think about because I'm sure them as a family, as parents were like. I'll get there and I'll figure it out. Right. But my first thought is get there. Exactly. So, and I mean, obviously, hopefully it's not just for those types of situations, but it sounds like it's going to help any family who either needs help with visa help or is stuck or something or, you know, whatever the situation might be or needs funds like this if they ever need to come and, and deal with a tragedy like that. So they don't have to worry about all those other factors. So... That's the case of Ying Yang, just a fucking stranger pulling up to her and pretending to be a cop of all things. Right. And it's, it's just very unfortunate that, um, you know, someone would, would use that guys as, 
an I opportunity. Think it's so common though. I mean, you know, you're presenting yourself as somebody trustworthy and you know, especially like he did with Emily, you know, I'm out looking for suspicious yes. activity. I'm on to something. You could help me I know. with this situation. And he unfortunately found someone very impressionable and yeah. vulnerable to oh, that. And I did forget to mention, um, Emily was also a international student. Oh, she was. Yes. Oh, okay. So, Interesting. I don't know if that was part of his MO. Right. If he was out looking for someone who would not have immediate ties to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I was going to say, if he did have 13 other victims. It could be international. They could be international, like you said, not have ties to the community. Um, I mean, still crazy that it would kind of reach that number without rumors kind of flying. Right. But yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if that was his intention or if it was just pure coincidence. And it could be, yeah, I mean, so, so Yingying was, you know, a student here from China and Emily, I believe was a student here from the UK. Oh, right. So it could be that just different circles wouldn't have noticed a pattern. Exactly. If there was a pattern right. before them too. Exactly. Before that day. So, and I think he also took the opportunity of his wife being out of town, having an apartment all to himself. Oh, for sure. Um, so it sounds like it's something that was premeditated or at least he had a forethought on. It was calculated. Right. He was setting himself up to it have the opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't just someone came selling Girl Scout cookies to his door that day, which right. sounds really bad too. Right. But, you know, it's not a door-to-door salesman. It's not just an opportunistic type of thing. It's, he went out and created that opportunity. Yeah, he was hunting. Scary. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, crazy. Yang Yang Zing. Well, that's a really good stranger danger case for right? sure. And don't ever get in the car with somebody... That claims to be an undercover cop or even a real cop. It's like or anybody. A new fear has been unlocked. <laughs> For like, sure. I, who, what? <laughs> yeah. It takes some balls to say and pretend to be a police officer. Which in and of itself is a crime. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Great case. Yeah. yeah, that's a thanks for the suggestion, Licia. Yeah, so, thank you. I appreciate that. For that's sure. A great case. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, um, don't be a stranger, guys. We'll catch you next Monday and have a great week. Yes. Bye. Bye. All right. We are recording. Sweet. Oh, so something good that I watched the other day that I meant to talk to you about the other night and I meant to bring this up when it happened but have you seen the special about Aaron Carter that just got released no. on Hulu? I just saw that. It was either that or Coronation last night and I watched a Coronation. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's still there. It's a really, really good... It's just like one episode sort of thing. Oh. It's not like a series or anything. It's I just, thought it was a series. No, it's. I think ABC released it and so it's kind of like a 2020 like one and done gotcha. sort of thing. 
it's really, really good. Is it? And I totally okay. had nostalgia about like the early oh, 2000s. Okay. Um, so if you guys are looking for something quick, easy to watch that kind of, I mean, it goes through Aaron Carter's basically his whole life and his career up until when he died. And it's, um, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I think I must've been like absent from the internet or pop culture during like when he really started to go downhill with his substance abuse. Same. Um, because there used to, I don't know if it's still on, but there was that show, The Doctors. Do oh, like Doctor Oz and um, the TV doctors, like the daytime yes. TV doctors. Yeah, we were in college for all that. I exactly, think. And like right after college, where we don't, we were trying to make rent. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So cable was not really right. in the budget. Um, but yeah, he had been on an episode of The Doctors a couple times, and oh, um, damn. Yeah, I mean, just no. I didn't, his journey was wild. I did not. Uh, after, from him being a child star mm-hmm. to him more recently, up until his passing, that whole middle ground, I have zero recollection right. of his fame, his life, anything. So I couldn't tell you if he has songs or movies or anything in that between time or yeah no I had no I have no idea so I it would be new to me if I watch all that I think I totally dropped off amongst the um Hillary Duff Lindsay Lohan romance triangle oh yeah he was going back and forth between dating them and I totally forgot about that that was like our high school yeah wow definitely I mean while, while Hillary Duff was making Lizzie McGuire or short thereafter, I'm pretty sure. So I do love Lizzie McGuire, though. Oh, my gosh. That was definitely in my rotation. That mm-hmm. and even Stevens mm-hmm. was my jam. Loved it. For sure. So highly recommend. It was a really easy watch. Kind of a hard watch, but easy. Yeah. Quick one. But there's no foul play in his passing, right? No. Okay, okay. Zero. It was a spiral. It was a spiral, and ultimately, I mean, not to have a spoiler alert, but ultimately um, deemed an accident. Gotcha, gotcha. So it wasn't intentional self-harm either. It doesn't seem that way um, from, like, the Emmy report and everything on how they (coughs) kind of sift through all of that. But Sure. Yeah, so now you can go back and watch your... Second choice. Yeah, right? Yeah. I know. <laughs> Yesterday, it, it was funny because we're like, oh, well, let's, yeah, I was telling Kara, I was like, it's weird that we have this on Hulu or Netflix or whatever it was on. And I was like, but it's this, it's a big moment in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if not, at least only for the um, pageantry of it. Right. It's interesting, at least for that, that they carry on a tradition. I was like, traditions are so important one way or another to everyone and to history and you know us as humans how we've evolved and I was like the fact that they're still carrying this on is kind of cool yeah for sure um I mean we have our inaugurations of 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 president and whatnot an elected president but um to have this big party (laughs) yeah for king it was just wild to see so yeah for sure if you're on that side of the pond, uh, <laughs> congratulations on your new king and queen. And queen. Oh.